And meanwhile, continuous bombing lighting up the sky over Kyiv. U.S. officials say the Russian military has launched more than 250 missiles in Vladimir Putin has been rattling the saber and putting his nuclear assets on higher alert. In Let's just turn that off. There's no need for that right now. I um I understand it's a little crazy, it's a little scary, but I don't just use this as a as a chance to take a break from everything outside, you know. It's a little wild. And I understand the hysteria. It it's scary. It's confusing. And there's ongoing debates as to why bad things have to happen or why people have to die because of other human beings' choices or I don't know. And um, I wish I had an answer for you. I really wish I did. And I wouldn't pretend if I was in anyone else's situation, I would do any better than them. I don't know much. And I guess that's the point for this you know let's just step away from the craziness for a second and if you don't want to that's fine you can leave you don't have to stay if that's what you want to focus on then go ahead my only means is to provide an escape with this crazy crazy stuff happening in the world I normally do current events or at least I'm trying to get into the habit of it at least. Just like a little just like a little bit. And then I move right on to the normalcy of the show. But I suppose for this for this episode, I just wanted to say, you know, everything happening right now in Europe, it's scary and it's uncomfortable. And tomorrow might get worse. Or it might get better. But at least for today, it's scary. And there's nothing wrong with you feeling a certain way about it. But Conversations at Midnight is a neutral thing, right? I don't stick to politics. I don't, I, I'm, and if anything, I'm staying far away from it. The most I do is quote, you know, or at least the most I try to do is quote. I may sometimes mess up. And I'm human. You know, I may reveal my cards of me personally, of where I stand on certain things in life. But for the most part, uh, conversations at midnight as an entity with the three people who are behind most of its production. Um, we, we try to play the neutral ground, you know. And I suppose with that being said, it doesn't matter which side of the political sphere you exist in i think i could speak for all of us when i say it's getting out of hand and it's a little scary you know whether you agree with recent events on everything um there's there's been a lot of mistakes made on every party possible you know um and that's the thing you know is the fear that fear of the unknown. I think that's what just makes it scarier. You know, and I'm not trying to be like one of those guys who quote the Joker. <laughs> but I'm going to right now. Um, it's one of those things in like 
uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman series, his trilogy, and when the Joker was talking about the plan, a lo- it's actually quite shocking. Uh, um, that quote actually flew over a lot of people's heads. And but it's the one about when everything goes according to plan, and the whole thing behind, it, at least from what I interpreted from it, was the unknown, you know. And that's the thing, right? If you know, just as he said, if I say that tomorrow a gangbanger is going to get shot and killed at noon, no one really pan- because they're you know, they know the unknown that veil has been lifted. But if he just says very vaguely, yeah, no, these people are going to die, then there's a lot of panic, you know, and I guess that's the whole thing, you know, about the unknown. That's the whole premise of it. We don't know anything. And it is scary and it is mortifying. But I don't know. I mean, I've been hearing everything left and right about, oh, so-and-so says this, this is a hoax, or so-and-so says that and he's a jerk and... a lot of that noise, let's try not to let it come in here. I, in, in fact, it won't, because the only person who has that authority is me. And as long as Conversations at Midnight exists as, an, as a whole, as, a, as an entity itself, none of that comes in. I'm just an idiot behind a microphone who talks about creepy things and, and things that I find cool. It doesn't have to you know, pertain to creepy things. And that's all it's going to be. You know, it's just me talking about things I find cool and interesting. And if you want to listen to it for the next hour or hour and a half, and if I ever get to that point, two hours, sure. But that's it. I don't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a political man. I have my views on it and that's it. And I hate to get this real and transparent, but... You know, I guess that's my way of just saying, hey, everyone, let's just let's just take a breath and calm down. I know I've actually seen a, <laughs> I actually been talking to a few people and I've seen some texts I've gotten and some people are like, you, you should talk about this on your podcast. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Whatever the chaos exists out there, it stays out there. Right. And I know it's like the fourth time I said it, but I need to be absolutely clear. Because in this day and age, a lot of people like to hear only what they want to hear. So if it's like, well, did you hear, like if somehow I ever make it anywhere and they go, well, did you hear what happened with the whole Ukraine thing? This guy, you know, Tuesday, this guy says this, this, and this, and, you know, he agrees with so-and-so or he disagrees with so-and-so. And no, I never said that, you know, because, it, cause, and you know that it's fake. Because I, because I draw the line there. So as soon as, as soon as a person goes, well, did you hear that he's a fan of, I don't know, John Smith? Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because he doesn't cross that line. And I never will. Unless you give me that fat stack. You feel me? Ooh, you give me some cheddar, some guap. I'm in there. No, 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 no. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's a joke. I'm trying to lighten the mood. No, all, but all jokes aside, no. I never will. And there's no amount of money that will really get me to talk. And I know some people, <laughs> I know some people, the ones who don't know me at all, um, I'm sure you're like, yeah, well, that's what everyone says. If you know me in real life, like the people who are listening to me in real life, um, they know that I'm not lying. 
I, I, it's safe to admit I'm not a normal or I'm not your average human. And that's not a compliment to myself because I wish I was average at many, many facets of life. But anyway, I digress. We're already uh, five seconds from being eight minutes in. And I don't want to start to ramble now. My last bit. Let's just pretend like you're entering a room, right? I guess in a sense you are. But when you enter that room and you cross that doorway, anything that ha- anything that you have from the outside that you carry in that that no that doesn't that stays at the door. Think of it as taking off your jacket. Think of all that weight as a coat. And it was raining or snowing outside. Or it was cold. And it's too warm in here, so you have to take off that coat and put it on the coat rack. That's the weight. That's everything. Take off that coat and leave it on the rack at the front door. Because you're, cause you're not walking into my house with, with that jacket, with that coat. Leave it there. It'll be there when, when you're done in the next uh, uh, 50, 52 minutes. 51 minutes now. You know what I mean? Like, just keep it over there. You sit down, we talk about stupid things for a little bit, and then, and then you go home. And then you worry about it for the next six days until you come back to me. Right? So, with all that said, um, I, uh, I have no current events that I want to talk about. Just because I feel like I got that pretty much squared out. So this week, uh, I'm not going to do any current events. I mean, for all I know, Satan himself could have crawled out of a hole in North Carolina. Nah, I... no, sir. Um, oh, I guess I, you know what? I guess, I guess I will say this. Um, so pretty interesting stuff is happening in recent news for the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's going to be some changes. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next week or two weeks or three weeks. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what's happening, but there may be uh, a moment where I don't upload an episode, maybe for a week or two, just because it's actually getting a little more hectic than I thought. And I guess I wanted to be clear on that. And uh, I'm actually going through a job transition. So I actually spoke about a little bit about my last job, but I didn't say where I was working. I was actually working at the at the uh, United States Postal Service. I actually was a uh, PSE for the Postal Service. Anyway, my relationship with them on a professional level has come to an end. And, um, you know, so for the past, like, month, month and a half, maybe? No, month. I've been... Um, I've been job hunting like crazy. Now, what does this have to do with the podcast? Well, I think it was like maybe three episodes ago. I said how I was going to make some changes. I, th- I think I said something along the lines of some changes actually might happen. And that's what I was referring to. So I guess I foresaw it a little bit. I think I saw it coming. That something was going to happen with my, with my, um, with my professional relationship with the Postal Service, and sure enough, it actually did come to a close. Nothing crazy. We didn't get, you know, I didn't storm out and, you know, scream at my postmaster. No, 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 no. It was just, you know, we we both realized that 
under certain things that, you know, it would be best if I just stepped away. And it was very professional, probably the most professional way I've ever left a job ever. So, um, I was job hunting and all that, and I'm currently in the hiring process and I'm, and I'm going to be straight with you. Uh, this job is not like your average job. I am essentially, (laughs) I'm going to be doing, uh, wilderness therapy. Okay. Which I'm back in treatment. I'm, you know, I'm back to, I guess, social working, uh, caretaking. I'm, you know, for therapeutic, you know, uh, for adolescent teenagers who go through a lot of things. So, um, I, but I'm doing a certain type of therapeutic, which is wilderness therapy. And the way that that works is I'm going to be gone for many days (laughs) and then I'll be back for many days. So it's one of those things where like I'm gone for, I believe, so the actual schedule is going to be nine days straight and then 11 days I'm off work. So I'll have 11 days off after the nine days. In those 11 days, I had to, to take a deep breath for this one. In those 11 days, I am going to be traveling. So essentially, this job is to help me boost the podcast to a, to a criteria that I wanted. Like this is what I envisioned the podcast being. So, once again, nine days I'm working, and then 11 days off. So, that's why I'm saying, like, there may be, like, a like a week or two where I won't upload. And that is because I probably messed up on scheduling. Um, so, I guess what I'm trying to do with the episodes is I'm going to try to pre-record them and then have them scheduled to upload. Because I can do that. I have that power. And I can actually just schedule it to upload and the internet and the website will take care of the rest once the day comes. So, um, so just in case in the future, you may see me like, you know, not upload from time to time. That's because I may have messed up or scheduling went bad or, but remember if I don't upload on a Tuesday ever, which is going to be rare, but if I don't expect it on that Wednesday, If it does not happen on Wednesday, we're going to skip Thursday and it will upload on Friday. So it's Tuesdays, but if it's not Tuesday, it's either Wednesdays or Fridays. So I wish uh, I wish I had more social media. Um, And, you know, hopefully I can get that on track. Oh, another announcement. I have (laughs) I have nothing uploaded on it yet, but I have created a TikTok, I guess, um, for the podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to, I don't know if I'm going to use it as much, but, you know, I guess in the sense of advertising now, I'm going to try to advertise myself um, so I can get this podcast running. And hopefully it can actually sustain me financially to where I can just do insane amounts of production to the podcast. Uh, and actually doing it the way that I envisioned. So hopefully that'll actually take me to new heights. And um, otherwise, that's all I have in the sense of news for the podcast. That's all I got. So um, I actually have nothing prepped because I wanted to talk about, you know, the recent current events and just saying, you know, hey, let's just calm down. 
So whatever I had planned, I pushed it aside. It's going to be out for next week. But for now, I, you know, I just, I, I enjoyed the previous episode. Like after, like I heard a little bit of it. I don't listen to all my episodes, by the way. And also people go, don't you remember in episode four, you know, when this, you know, when like I was talking to, um, to Connor, the gentleman who did the, uh, who, who, who did the cover art for the podcast. I remember I was talking to him not that long ago and he made a reference about the podcast we were playing a vr golf and he was like yeah and you know he was my first kiss and i was like who the heck said that and he's like you <laughs> you said it and it didn't it didn't click to me until i was like i did and he's like yeah don't you remember it was like episode like 10 and i'm like oh no i have no idea like i don't i don't listen back because i hate my voice i know other people do but you know that's just a human thing you know what i mean like you know if you've i don't know i I don't like hearing myself. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that I actually listened back to the previous episode, uh, the random stories one, and I loved it. I, I loved the, the energy I had for it, you know? Um, and I think I like the progression where the, where the show is going. I like where, what I'm doing. I feel like now, like every, Every bit of me is going into the podcast. Okay, not every bit, because if this is every bit of me, then that's pretty sad. But most of what I am is going into the podcast more and more on a progressive scale that I actually see myself now in social situations where like, I only think about the podcast. Where like, I'm sitting there and someone's talking to me and they're like, oh man. And then like this demon, you know, uh, uh, tugged on my leg hair. And I sit there and I go, wow, that's, that's actually really good material. And then like I stop and I'm like, wait, well, oh, oh yeah, whoa, hold on, James, that's creepy, you know. And then like I, I'm, I'm finding myself do that more when in the beginning <laughs> of the podcast, I, you know, I sit there and I'm like, hey, uh, welcome to the podcast. And uh, you know, like I'm, I was more, I don't want to say reserved, I was just, I was nervous. You know, and and I still am nervous. I like it when I'm nervous uh, when it comes to things like this. I am. Um, I just didn't, you know, it, it, it just helps me feel human. But I but I I find myself more getting more and more invested, which that's what I want. I want that. So it seems like everything's going according to plan. And um, I suppose me on a. Um, on a producing level. um I, I feel like that's going more according to plan as well, especially since, and here's the biggest reason why I took this job. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, the money, the pay for, um, for wilderness therapy. I, I don't know how it is for other outlets or organizations that do it or other therapeutic programs that do it, but this one is great pay. It's, I mean, it, it's so good, I can't even deny it. So I'm at the point where that pay can help me achieve everything I'm trying to achieve for the podcast, you know? So um, I guess, yeah, you know, the podcast is going great. And I guess it's all because of you guys, you know, every listener I got. Ooh, speaking of listeners, let me just jab this in there really quick. I was going through my analytics, I'm going to add more emphasis on the S, analytics. And when I was looking at my analytics, I actually 
saw that there was a blip on the radar for Japan. So, um, yeah, that that just made me smile from ear to ear. I have, uh, for those of you who don't know, in case this is your first time coming on board or listening to the podcast, I have an intense admiration for Japan. And I know before some people go, oh, oh, you know, are you one of those? No, I, I lived there. Um, I was a teacher, if you will. I taught English and religion over there. And I lived in, uh, outside of Tokyo. So I guess it was like the Tokyo region. It just wasn't in the city. And then from there, I lived in Kichijoji. I went to Hibarigaoka, Kofu. I went to Yamate and Yamato. I went to both. Thank you. And to Yokohama. And I loved it. I thought it was sensational. There was actually an apartment that I that I stayed at for, I think it was about maybe three months, four months. I'm not entirely sure how long I was there. But I ended up staying at this apartment with a uh, with a group of Americans. Oh, and one Australian. Anyway, when you open the door to the apartment, far off in the distance, you can actually see Mount Fuji. Or as they say, Fujisan. So, uh, Fujisan, Fujisama. But I like to call him Fujisan because I like to... I like the idea of the mountain being on equals with me. <laughs> you know, it just made me feel good. But, yes... So I saw a little blip on the radar for Japan. So um, thank you for listening. I uh, I haven't spoken the language in so long, but the most I'll tell you uh, to the listener in Japan is uh, 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 and that is me saying that my Japanese is bad, really bad, uh, <laughs> or it's not good. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, now that that's out of the way, um, yeah. So, big round of applause. I actually, that's, to me, that's an achievement. I'm really glad to have someone from Japan actually touch in. So, I think I've, um, I think I've actually reached around the world. I think, I think that was official. And that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool for me. So, uh, growth. Growth. Now, I want to, yeah. I want to talk about something. It actually caught my attention. And like I said earlier, I like to talk about things that are cool. So before I do that, let me just do this proper introduction. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in central Utah. From the great state of Utah. West of the Rockies. This is Conversations at Midnight. Hello and welcome. My name is Tuesday. Today I'm your host. Uh, as I will be for 90% of the episodes. I will only have a guest host if it's like an emergency and I can't record. But. But I, I actually am looking into that. I actually am thinking about ideas in case I you know, need a guest host or something. 
So, topic at hand. I, I, I thought this was a really interesting idea. Okay. And, uh, I, and I guess in light of me uh, going on this wilderness therapy thing. Um, oh, and when I say nine days I'm gone, I mean I'm, I'll be sleeping in the, in the middle of the wilderness <laughs> with a group of people for nine days as we watch over these children. So, but I'm going to talk, not to get too nerdy, but I'm going to talk to you about video games. Uh, I've been playing video games my whole life. My first console that I can ever remember was a Sega Dreamcast, and we had a blast. And I say we because of my siblings and I. And it was sensational. We actually would play the Grinch game on the Dreamcast. <laughs> the Grinch, like Jim Carrey's Grinch, the live action. And so from there, we got the original Xbox. We're an Xbox family. No console wars, please. But, uh, you know, we're an Xbox family. Although I do have great admiration for the PlayStation. And that's what I'm... And if you bear with me, that's what I'm going to get into. Um, huge, huge console family. Xbox. We have... I've, I've owned every Xbox that has come out so far. And I currently do have a Series X. I do play it as a hobby, uh, you know, because this is my hobby, video gaming, this and the podcast. And so, but there's a game that I'm really jealous of that it's exclusive to PlayStation. And that is a game called Death Stranding. And if you know that game already, and, and, Bear with me. If you don't do video games, I know it's going to sound weird, but bear with me as to why I'm talking about this. If you don't know Death Stranding, well, I'm going to explain it. If you do, probably skip ahead like in the next eight minutes. So, Death Stranding is a, is a video game created by a gentleman from Japan by the name of Hyrule Kojima. And I actually met one of his employees, by the way. Um... He created this game. He was the original creator, or he was the creator as well, for a franchise or a, a series called the Metal Gear series. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, things like that. He, he created that, and then he moved on to, to this current project of his called death stranding he had a project in the works between death stranding and metal gear solid and it was uh, a silent hill game and a silent hill game is usually just horror <laughs> that's what it is i've played the old ones here and there um but it scared me when i was a child and that was the last time i really played it i played the demo that he created uh, or it's called the the playable teaser it's called pt anyway he moved on after that project bombed because I believe he had a falling out with the company that he was working with. I believe it was uh, Kojima, something like that. Anyway, Konami. I think it was Konami. Yeah, no, it's Konami. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Whoa, I spaced out hard. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's not the point. Um, so he creates Death Stranding. And Death Stranding is, a, is about a game, and this is why I want to talk about it. It's about a game in which a gentleman uh, named Sam, 
travels, essentially, across the U.S. But it's trickier that, like, he delivers packages. That's what he does. And I know it's like, really? So he's a glorified mailman? Yes! He's a glorified mailman. That's exactly what he is. But there's a twist. Essentially, the world is... So it's like post-apocalyptic type style. Nothing is really functioning. Uh, everything kind of went to crap. And um, basically, whatever was a city is now in ruins. And there's like a series of things that are horrible with the Earth in this universe. So the rain, right? It's called time fall. That's what they now call rain. Or at least special type of rain. It's called time fall. If any part of your flesh touches the rain, it ages it. So if a little drop hits the back of your hand, that drop will, that little spot in the size of that raindrop will age. It'll accelerate time. So time fall, rainfall, time fall. And so, you know, there's specialized suits and you can, yeah, I mean, you can have an umbrella and stuff, but when you watch the rain fall, you see the grass grow and die, grow and die, grow and die in this accelerated state. Um, and the, and what's interesting is like, if the rain, like if you have like, um, a vehicle and it rains constantly, you're going to see in a, in, at an accelerated rate, the vehicle rusting and getting old, you know, and the, and you, and you, and you see like the paint chipping off and being replaced by rust as it would in, in real life, just <laughs> except for what happens in decades, it'll happen in seconds or in minutes and so anyway with that when the rain falls not all the time well actually i I think it's only when the rain is there i haven't played the game in a while but when the rain falls when the time falls if you will in the rain are these things (laughs) called bts so bts stand for beached things you heard that right like a beached whale beached things and so anyway they they appeared after an event that is called the death stranding the death stranding hence the name of the game uh, i'll just read you a little little snippet um, from the wikipedia that explains it much better than i ever could the death stranding and i'm going to read it following now the Death Stranding is a is the series of supernatural events in the world of the game, beginning with simultaneous explosions around the world. The Death Stranding resulted in the world of the dead and the living becoming connected, with drastic consequences for human society and the ecosystem. The effects. The Death Stranding began with when the beach the world between the afterlife and the physical world of the living become entangled with the living world. Immediately following the events of the Death Stranding, whenever a human being died, their corpse would become a beached thing, a BT. So, whenever a human died, their corpse would become a BT, unless destroyed before it begins to necrotize. BTs are beings from the other side who have become stranded in the world of the living. BTs are 
composed of antimatter, which reacts violently with the matter of a living person. If they are allowed to consume a living person, a void out occurs as the victim's body and the BT's core are explosively annihilated and immense amounts of destructive energy is released, which has the capacity to level an entire city. The Death Stranding also introduced large quantities. It talks about something. It's just, um, it's called cryelium or something like that. Anyway, large quantities of it into the living world, a form of matter which has previously only existed on the other side, which exhibits strange time-altering properties in its interactions with living matter. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there before I go too crazy because it is a rabbit hole of a video game. I'm saying this because, and this is what caught my attention. Now, this is why, you know, conversations at midnight, right? I was I was looking back at the game, and I, 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 was, I was playing it a little bit recently, probably like earlier today. And I was playing it, <laughs> probably earlier today. Uh, I was playing it just to like, just to get a feel for it, because he's backpacking through the world. And this is why it's interesting. So he's a mailman, essentially. He has to deliver these packages because every other human being is too afraid to leave their house or their bunker that they that they now stay in. That's where um, a porter, that's what they're called, that's where a porter comes into play. They have a very challenging job, which is delivering things. So, he worked for a company called Bridges. Cute little name, right? He has to traverse traveling he has to traverse the continental u.s this is lore wise in the video game you don't actually tra travel the whole country but lore wise he has to traverse the whole continental u.s delivering mail while these things are roaming these entities that were once human roaming around going around looking for a place to belong and even in death they don't feel as if they have a place to be they haven't moved on to the other side and honestly i look at this video game as just this giant metaphor of things it's just this jamble of metaphorical things you know so starting with them you have these creatures these beached things they're beached. You know, usually when we look at things as beached, and I'm probably like saying things so far left side, people are going, um, that's not really it, but okay. But this is how I interpreted the game when it comes to the metaphors. You have these beached things. Well, what is considered beached, right? Something that has left the ocean, you know, like a whale. It's out of its habitat. It's out of its zone. It's stuck there until it gets help being pushed back in. Otherwise, it'll perish. It's not, in, it's not in its livable space. So even in death, you have to find your livable space in this universe. You know, even in death, you don't belong. And I guess that's the metaphor. Because even in death, you don't belong. Isn't that sad? You know, you're trying to find the place that you want to go, but you don't know where it's at. You don't know how to get there. Imagine if death was like that. Imagine if death was like that. 
And I suppose that that's, that that's where we are as human beings when it comes to this topic of life and death. Where, where do we go? You know, are we just beached creatures? <laughs> like, it sounds silly, but no, like, I really, like, I, I, I was on the border of having an existential crisis because I sat there and I thought, are we just, what are we? Are we no different than those things? Those beached human souls that really want to belong, but they can't. They can't go back to the ocean. They're stuck until some, unless something takes them there. Unless something brings them, you know? And there's this thing, right, in the video game that, like, sensitive people have. Um, I forgot the term for it. But essentially, so, like, the main character, he he cries when, when, when there's a BT around. It just, it's like a certain thing. But if you're sensitive to it, you actually like shed tears uh, and it's uncontrollable. You can't stop it. He's not sobbing. He's not sad. It's just tears just come out as a side effect of it. Another thing of the symbolism, you know, tears, there's sorrow, you know, you can't help it. You can't help but feel a certain way about it. And on top of that, he sits there watching these time falls. And the grass grows and it dies and the grass grows and it dies. And he sits there walking at his own pace. He's moving in normal time, but everything is being accelerated. Have you ever felt like that in life? Where you're going and it feels like you're going, you know, at a normal pace, but everything around you is just growing and f happening and things exist and die, exist and die so fast in front of you. But you're moving at the only pace that you know. I swear I feel like that a lot. No, seriously. Like, I really do. I really feel like there are just days where I go at what I think is normal pace. And then I, and then I look over my shoulder and weeks have gone by. And next thing you know it, oh, hey, uh, did you hear about Michael? He had a baby. And I'm like, I just saw him like three weeks ago. And he, you know, he was single. No, dude, that was like a year and a half ago. You know, it's like so many things are happening. I looked over at one of my dogs. I have two. I looked over at one of my dogs, Whiskey. He's an Australian Kelpie. I got him like a, like nearly like a year ago now, or like a year and a half ago, maybe. It doesn't feel like a year and a half went by. You know what I mean? Or like a year and a couple months. It doesn't feel like it. If it and when the heck, you know, is he as big as he is? Why is it every time I go look at my parents, whenever I'm, whenever I go back to Florida, why is it every time that I, that I stare at my parents, my mom has more gray hair than before? Why is it when I, when I look at my dad, he has a little more wrinkles than usual? Or when I, or when I, when I look at my nephew or nephews and my one niece, they're older. They're about to hit puberty. When it felt like just a couple weeks ago, they were born. How is it that 10 years have gone by like that? Like it's nothing. 
that horrifies me. And I guess that's why I was saying it was like, I felt like I was having like this existential crisis, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? But man, I never looked at it in this, in the scale of time. I never did. It was, ugh. And I guess from there, I just started thinking about life, you know? Have you ever seen, there's this thing, it's on TikTok, it's a popular soundbite now, and it's about, uh, it's for, it's a, it's a, like an audio file from this animated TV show, I believe the series is now completely over, but it's an animated TV show, I think it's a Netflix original, it's called BoJack Horseman. I don't know much about Bo- uh, about BoJack Horseman, excuse me. Um, I don't know much about him or the show, but you know he's a man horse, horseman, <laughs> and uh, he. I, th- I think he's like a comedian or something. Anyway, point being, there's a soundbite where it's him and a gentleman going back and forth, and he tells the guy, "Well, is it terrifying?" And then the gentleman responds saying, uh, no, not at all. And then he says, well, I guess I'll see you on the other side. And he, you know, he responds saying there is no other side. And he goes on and on and on. Does, for anyone listening, if you don't know the show, like how I didn't, does, does anyone know what happens before that scene? There's, you know, he's going through, like, I guess he's, like, in, like, this world of limbo. And he's at, like, some sort of talent show or some sort of show. And there's another horse. I don't know the significance of the horse. Horsemen. And he shares this poem. And when I heard the poem, God smacked. I was slapped across the face. Like, uh, the poem is called View the View from Halfway Down. Okay. And if you don't mind, I really want to read it. One, because I have an appreciation for poetry. Um, and this style isn't my style. But I, I really appreciated this. And I think that's the thing that bothers me. is How is it that no one is giving this poem credit? Because this poem is powerful stuff. And I, and I want to read this to you. The view from halfway down. The weak breeze whispers nothing. The water screams sublime. His feet shift teeter-totter. Deep breath. Stand back. It's time. Toes untouch the overpass. Soon he's waterbound. His eyes locked shut, but he peeks to see the view from halfway down. A little wind, a summer sun, a river rich and regal. A flood of fond endorphins brings a calm that knows no equal. You're flying now. You see things much more clear than from the ground. It's all okay. It would be where you not know halfway down. 
thrashed to break from gravity, what now could slow the drop? All I'd give for toes to touch the safety back at top. But this is it. The deed is now done. Silence drowns the sound. Before I leaped, I should have seen the view from halfway down. No! I really should have thought about the view from halfway down. I wish I could have known about the view from halfway down. If, if, if that... <laughs> If it didn't hit you as hard, or if you need to take a, another listen, rewind that back. And just just soak that in. Now, why am I saying this? And why did you know why did the current event thing happen the way it did? Why why did I touch the subject of this? And why am I talking about death stranding where just time feels so slow? But yet when you look outside of your current position, everything's moving so fast. I have no other way to say it, but that's life. And I think that's something that all of us in this, on this rock that we live on need to hear. And I'm only speaking from mortified experience. And I'm not trying to bum anyone out listening to this. And I know it's like, I was expecting a happy show. I'll get there. I'll give you guys a few stories. But I feel like this is needed. Whether you believe in a God or not, it's scary. And I know some people don't fear death. but I, and, and to me, those people are crazy. How can you not? How can he not? Like, there's many times where I feel like Gregory House. You know, the character from House? Where he has, like, this weird argument about life and why it should matter and why the things you do should matter and why, you know. That's how I feel. Because, you know, there's, like, a lot of times where uh, the patients that he has, they they like to tell him, well, I'm not scared of it. And he, and he can't fathom it. Why? Like, why aren't you scared? You know? And that's me. We should be. And to some degree. And I know it's like, but I believe in a God, therefore I shouldn't be scared. But what if you're wrong? That doesn't scare you. Like, you don't ever think about that. But I'm saying it because it's life. That friend you knew. He may not be the same guy in the next few months. But how short is a few months? Some people might go, no, months are a long time. And others might go, oh my gosh, two months. Someone I know, he's uh, he's moving to Houston, Texas for about two two years, I think he said. He leaves around May. I think like end of May. I think his, he, he said is when he's gone. Okay, well, you know, it's March. You have about two and a half months. From my position, do you know how fast time goes? Two and a half months is nothing. Like, if you think about it, I started the podcast Halloween of 2021. 
And it's March. At the current time of this episode, it's March. And, and look at me now. It doesn't feel like... It, what is this, episode 18? It doesn't feel like 18 weeks have gone by, but it has. It, it just only felt like maybe four or five weeks have gone by, not a total of 18. What is that, 13? I'm bad at math. What is that, 13 more weeks than I thought? Or than what it feels like? It's scary how fast time moves. And I, and that's why I was talking about Death Stranding. You know? And maybe those BTs aren't people who are literally dead in your life. But what if they're the ghosts from yesterday? You know? I used to I used to have a friend. I, I, I went to a store called REI. It's a it's like a it's like a co-op store, you know, it, it's for outdoors and stuff, you know. It's called REI Co-op or something like that. I used to have a friend, and I say used to very strictly, very harsh. I used to have a friend and he would he loved that store. Adored it. You know, and I went in there and, it, and and it's crazy as it sounds, I couldn't help but think of the guy. And for a split second, I'm, I actually missed him as a person, like having him in my life. And it sucked. And I sit there and I, and, and, and I try to think about the last time I talked to him and it was about a year ago, maybe even a little more than that. And I sit here and I think to myself, what the heck happened, man? What happened? Just like that? It's over? You know? He just he just ghosted everybody. He stopped talking to everybody. And I guess I'm saying it because, you know, just like that video game, you know, maybe maybe he's become some sort of beached thing of my past. And I don't know where he belongs. And I can't believe all that time that went by. And I'm scared that the rain is just going to touch me. I'm scared that time is going to touch me. So I have to shield myself. You know, I have to stop it from even touching me. Because I'm scared of it. I'm horrified. Even. And I and I went on this drive. I, I you know when I was coming back from REI, it was like a forty minute drive. And on the radio, just out of the blue, which I, I on this random station, I uh, um, there's this song by John Mayer that just started playing on the radio. And it, oh, and I know the song well because of my brother. Uh, but I want to, I, I wanted to read you a lyric. I, I want to read you guys this lyric. And if you don't mind, I, I, 
I would really appreciate it if you can lend your ears for this one. <clears throat> the lyric goes as follows. I'm so scared of getting older. I'm only good at being young. So I play the numbers game to find a way to say my life has just begun. I had a talk with my old man. I said, can you help me understand? He said, yeah, turn 68. Oh, you'll then re renegotiate. Don't stop this train. Don't for a minute change the pace you're in. And I don't think I ever could understand. I tried my hand. Honestly, we'll never stop this train. I, um... It was just this weird... Because, you know, I've been having these thoughts all day today. And I guess that's why I'm talking about it. And I guess that's the conclusion I came to. Is that it's life... And as bad, as bad as you want things to stop, or as, 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 as much as you wish time would slow by, you can't. And you have to take what, what you have right now for what it is beautifully. And just like me, going into that stupid store, actually it's a really cool store, it's not stupid at all, it's actually really cool. But as much as, you know, going into that store, thinking about that stupid old friend of mine, it's just life, you know, and you can't dwell on it. You have to move on at some point. And even though that it happens to you and as scary as it is, like how I get scared, I get scared all the time. Just, just, just even doing this podcast mortifies me because I'm getting closer and closer to my thirties and I'm mortified. I'm mortified at the thought of that. And I'm not saying, hey, if you're 30, you're old. No, what I am saying is that I just don't want to be 30. That means I hit a certain age marker. And I'm just, uh Where has the time gone, you know? What? It can't be stopped. But it's life. And we just have to live it. And I get, you know, and I guess with that being said, as stressful as everything is, what's the point, you know, in worrying about so much? Just take a step back, you know. I get it. The news is horrifying and people are dying. And, and I'm not saying you can't care for that. But it doesn't have to be everything that you see. I used to I used to be one of those people who would sit there and just read news article after news article and get so angry at the idea. I'm like, oh, man, this this is an outrage, you know, and I, or I, I used to feel some sort of way and it hit me. Any emotion that I felt didn't change anything. It didn't make me get up out of my bed and stop talking to my phone. You know, 
So anything that's happening in Europe, as scary as it is, what's the point? You know, just, it doesn't change the fact that people are still getting hurt or dying. It doesn't change the that the homeless guy down the street is hungry. It doesn't change the fact that your mother or your father is getting older, if they're even still around. For those of us who still have our parents, like me, we have to take into consideration that there's other people who don't even have that luxury. And to me, that's a luxury. Not the, not the Porsche in my driveway. It's the fact that my mom and dad are still around. That's a luxury to me. That's where I'm rich. But you know something sad? <laughs> like that carton of milk in my refrigerator. Or that chicken in the Tupperware. It has an expiration date. They have an expiration date. And I know it's coming to an end. It may not be soon, God willing, or whatever entity exists, willing. But every time I stare at them, oh man, they get older. So for now, as even though that they're getting older and they're growing more gray hairs, and their memory slipping, and my dad is not as strong as what he used to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy my time with them because worrying about it doesn't change the fact that they get older. We can't stop this train. Time is weird and life is very weird. And everything that we've been seeing lately doesn't help the idea of it. If, but if only we could see the view from halfway down. Maybe things would be different. You know what I mean? Maybe if we saw that view, maybe things are different. And it's funny how at the end of that poem, he just, he screams it. No exclamation. I really should have thought about the view from halfway down. He didn't even want to see it. If only he just had the thought of the view from halfway down. Maybe his actions would have been different. And this is not some sort of PSA for suicide. What this is, is just a reminder that we're human. And things are scary, and as scary as they are, we have to keep going through. It's actually, I'm not trying to like bring this in. I'm not trying to tie it in, but you know, this is just a genuine thought of, or this is something about me, but that's why I'm so interested in the paranormal. Maybe I'm just trying to convince myself that if maybe I was to see a ghost or maybe if I was to experience some sort of entity, maybe then, maybe then I'd feel more comfortable because there's, because there's the physical proof of an afterlife. You know, and I don't care. Like, like if I saw a, uh, 
if I saw my grandfather, who's now deceased, if I saw him just walk through my wall, not even, not even, if he, if I hear from behind me right now, hey, or him just saying hi, or something, That's it. I, and I don't care if you don't believe me. I, like, I'm going to care. You know, or I, and, or I don't care for whatever debunking theory you have. I don't care. I experienced it. I experienced it. I felt sorry. I, I, I had to look over my shoulder real quick. I kind of freaked myself out. I experienced it. I lived it. And that's all I needed to know. Because that's good enough for me to go, well, then there, there has to be something else. There has to be more. Life is weird. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say it, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could be beautiful. Seriously, it could just be this joyful growth. Looking at the, at the beauties and the confusion doesn't have to be so bad, does it? Yeah, if only we saw the view from halfway down. I wonder where 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 we'd be. <laughs> I want to leave with you a creepy story now. <laughs> sorry, I kind of got unzipped for a second and I'm so sorry about that. Um but I I want to leave with you a creepy story something that's been happening to me I, I at least owe you a creepy story for listening to my little rant I, I I think maybe I somehow invited the negative energies of a of, of an entity and um, I say that because so you know I from time to time actually a lot almost every day I let the dogs out to go outside for hours on end and then you know i bring them back well sometimes when i leave them out hours on end oh sorry about that when i leave them hours on end um i don't remember till like late in the night and i'm like oh my gosh i have to get them outside or i i have to i have to bring them inside and then i open i go to the backyard i open up the or i slide open the glass sliding door they come inside and i close it blah 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 anyway i Near the sliding glass door is my cat's food and water bowl, right? But he has one of those, like, water tubs, you know, where, like, if they, it's, like, self-watering, and the more they drink, it, like, comes out of the reservoir. And so when it does that, you know, those air bubbles, look, bloop, 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 you know? Well, you know, that usually happens when they're drinking, right? Or there's some sort of, like, nudge to it, I guess? I don't know. Well, what's interesting is, so for the past few days, recently too, for the past few days, I've been getting these weird cold drafts. And so for the most part, I kind of just chalk it up to like, there's a genuine breeze somewhere, you know, maybe the door is open or maybe, you know, and I go around the house looking if there's like a crack in the door or a window or, and there's not. But, you know, I just go, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe from the vents. You know, like, I try to I try to give something the benefit of the doubt, right? 
Well, the other day I was sitting there and I was talking to a few people that were over at the house and I was talking to them and I stopped and I said, is there like, is there like a door open? Is the garage door open? Is the front door open? Because I, I keep feeling this draft. And we looked and nothing was open. So one of my friends <laughs> looks at me and goes, oh, well, you know, that's weird. Maybe you're feeling something. I go, yeah, well, maybe it's a ghost, right? You know, we laugh about it and stuff and whatnot. Later that night, <laughs> I uh, I went out to bring the dogs in. And this is why I spoke about the dogs. I go out to bring the dogs in. And as I'm on my way there, I I was I put my hand on on the handle. As soon as I touched the handle, I was about to open it. And I hear bloop 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 bloop. And I turn around, I look over my shoulder and I look. And the cat bowl water cooler thing dispersed, you know, like air entered the tank, entered the reservoir, you know, as if it was being drunk from. So I, you know, I stopped, I stared at it, I thought, okay, well, that's weird. I let the dogs in and I go about my normal business. I kid you not, this has been happening every time when it's late at night and I go down there. And I, and, I, and I know it's like, well, was your cat drinking? No, of course not. There's, there's nothing over there. But every time at night, at this particular time at night, if I go and open up that sliding, or I'm about to open up the sliding glass door, I will hear, I will hear an air bubble from it. And it will do the bloop, bloop, bloop. And I will just like stare over and, and it's, and keep in mind, I can open the door for them at one in the afternoon. Nothing. Nothing. But at night, for some reason, at this particular moment, I will hear the air bubbles. I will hear the bloop, 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 bloop. It's weird. It's really weird. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I think I'm saying like, I may actually have some sort of, uh, some sort of, connection for the other side and i was like really you're gonna assume i don't know there's been i mean there's been more signs as well you know feeling the draft having the printer go to crap granted though that was weeks ago months ago god only knows you know but yeah i don't know i'm very curious to see where this goes where this leads because i hey i'm down to clown as long as there's nothing negative i really want to see where this is going and who knows, maybe it might be the, the entity of my grandfather, you know, which if so, I hope he, I, 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 I don't see why you have to, uh, to mess with me with the water like that pops. You could just, you know, present yourself <laughs> to me, be really cool to see you. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry for the weird upload. Uh, I just, you know, I was speaking from the heart this time, you know, and uh, I just think everyone should see a little bit of transparency from me every once in a while. It doesn't hurt. Um, but yeah, I uh, I want to thank you for listening to this thoroughly. Um, and I really appreciate it. So anyway, coming to you. <laughs> nope. Like usual, the sun is setting on this week. And I want to thank you for listening in.
God bless you and everything that you uh, that you are. If you don't believe in a God, then whatever you believe in, I hope is there with you. I really do. Uh, God, the universe, karma, whatever you want to believe, may it bless you. May it guide you somewhere. Thank you guys so much for everything. This has been Conversations at Midnight coming to you from an undisclosed location in Utah. Central Utah, to be specific. <sighs> West of the Rockies. This has been Conversations at Midnight, and I have been your host, Tuesday. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, good night, wherever part of the globe you are at, wherever you may be. Thank you so much, and take care. Oh, you thought I, <laughs> you thought I left, didn't you? No. Before I go, let's do a song of the week. And this song of the week. Oh, this is a good one. <clears throat> let's do the Big Rock Candy Mountain. I don't know who did the original song. But the version I'm talking about in particular, let's do Harry McClintock. Let's do that. Harry McClintock. The Big Rock Candy Mountain by Harry McClintock. Thank you so much. And have a great week. (laughs) 